Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, the original Scottish Rugby Podcast. Welcome back. Tonight we have got our Pro 14 season preview, including an interview with Dave Rennie. Here we go. Lads, we're back. Alan, how are you, pal? It's been alright. <laughs> I've been on holiday the whole summer. It's been shit. You haven't been on holiday yet? Going on holiday next week, so that's oh, fine. Lovely. Matt, good how way. are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I've not had a big holiday, but I've had a few wee trips away. And uh, no, I'm season three and buzzing. Come season on, Alan. Three, I know bro. you're a negative, but... Whoop, whoop. <laughs> there it is. And we're back for season three, guys. Thanks a lot for joining Come us. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> it's really going to hurt someone's ears, that. Yeah, it is really going to ruin it. Um, we're back. <laughs> You're listening to us on iTunes or on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Throughout the summer, you've still been chatting to us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. The memes are flowing over on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. The mailbag is barren with absolutely nothing. <laughs> when was the last email? It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but that is the thistle rugby at gmail.com. Please do get in touch and we will read it out. Is there any other ways that people can get in touch with us? Shout at us on the street, I suppose. Twitter. We've already done Twitter. Oh. It's very welcome if you see us in the street and come and say hello. Somebody said hello very often. A, said slow into in a bathroom, didn't they? Oh, well, that was a different time, but yeah. It was nice to do the podcast. Thistle-based yeah. cottaging, indeed. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, this is our Pro 14 preview episode. We have Glasgow head coach Dave Rennie, so we're going to be getting into that a little bit later. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. 
It's just great to be back. It is just great to be back. There's been so much news. We're going to cover that off because we've also spoken tonight to Dominic Mackay, the Chief Operating Officer of Scottish Rugby. We are not able to do a pod next week, so we're going to drop that interview for you next week to make sure you're getting your weekly fix of Scottish Rugby. He's got some really, really interesting stuff to say about the finances and everything that's going on behind the scenes with Scotland, so make sure you tune into that next week. Um, I've got a quiz. And we've got a quiz. Oh, yeah. What's the quiz about? Um, surprise. It's a surprise. Wow. Well, that'll definitely, make, that'll <laughs> definitely make people hang Drop on off. Right until the end. Okay, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of Edinburgh, particularly having a look at their summer business. Matt, I can see you've got Wikipedia up in front of you, the most trusted of sources. Why don't you talk to us through some of the big players that have come in? Yeah, so I think when you look at Edinburgh's transfers, they've done definitely the best business that the club has done for a long, long time, and arguably the best business I'd say in the top fourteen. Uh, you know, big, big in names the top like, fourteen, eh? Uh, Pro fourteen, mate, come on, get ahead <laughs> of the game, sir. Pro fourteen, come on, mate. so obviously John Barkley, despite his injuries, massive signing, both in terms of playing ability and as a, a leader. Um, I think Hickey has got a lot of promise. Um, you know, coming in from a good few seasons at Bordeaux. It's like New Zealand under 20, played yeah. super rugby. Yeah, exactly. Better than Pierce Francis. <laughs> oh, yeah, easy, <laughs> yeah. easily, easily. Um, Matt easy. Scott obviously coming back as well. Um, actually, I think the best signing is Juan Pablo Cicino. I think For a number of reasons, because I think he's, he's generally like a really class player. Um, he can play 10, he can play 12. He can kick goals, maybe. <laughs> I'll check that. And he's not going to be playing international rugby. So I think he's he will be the most impactful signing. He could still play because Argentina have changed their rules now, haven't they? They're not going to pick him, though. Uh, I don't think... I'm going to come at you on Juan Pablo. He's 30 years old. You're 30 years old. I'm not, actually. <laughs> um, but I just think if... I think he had a few good games for Newcastle last year. And I think that got him a bit of bit of airtime, and I don't think he'll be anything other than bench slash cover for this year. I put him as at best fourth choice centre for Edinburgh. Fourth choice centre, Christine uh, Mar Bennett, Matt Scott, one hundred percent ahead of him. But he's just only going to play twelve, though. So just think of it as twelve. Yeah, I think, I think he's think, better than Christine. Well, you know what? I think they're very different players. And I think Matt Scott's probably going to be with the international squad. I think Christine is on a trajectory where he is, well, I think he's already better than Juan Pablo, you know, and I think he will be going places this year. Christine's my one to watch this year. Is he your one to watch? <sighs> yeah. Mate, that is a load of nonsense. <laughs> he's so far off Scotland centre quality, it's not even funny. I mean, look, fair enough. I kind of, I thought the end of last year he came on absolute leaps and bounds, and I think that him and Matt Scott could be the main centre partnership for Edinburgh this year. Who's playing 13? Christine at 13. I'd much rather have a fit and firing Bennett than No, Dean. I would. I just don't... I don't... Potentially don't... I just anyway, don't trust Bennett to be enough. a starting anyway. player. Do you see Matt Scott making his way back into Scotland contention? It's obviously a hugely um, crowded uh, market at the moment for centres in the Scotland jersey. Do you think he's got what it takes? I think he's absolutely got the natural talent to do it. I think in terms of, I think naturally, there's no, 
only maybe Peter Horn's a better natural ball player than him out of the Scotland centres. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he's got the and he but he's also able at his best to bring that sort of size and mm. direct running. I just think he's been off his game for quite a while. If you would look back to remember that, I think it was like Heineken Cup, mm. the Heineken Cup season yeah. when he first sort of properly came on yeah. the scene, yeah. where he was absolutely unbelievable. And he had a few a few seasons where he then sort of really cemented himself in the Scotland squad, and he's just dropped he off. He's injured that. as well. He has some injuries he? as well. Yeah, he struggled down at Gloucester with injuries, I think, more yeah. than anything else. And he was coming onto a bit of a game, worked his way back into the Six Nations squad, scored. Against Italy, have I made that up? He, he did, yeah. I think he um, scored against Italy um, in the Six Nations last year. It was two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. And he yeah. wasn't involved. Oh well, there you go. Right <laughs> on the uh, um, on the button, as always. I think another interesting signing is this Pierre Schumann guy, who has Big. been signed from the Bulls in South Africa as a prop. I don't know whether he's tight or loose head, but he's played South Africa under twenties. He's still young. And he's been starting for the Bulls. Admittedly, the Bulls had a bad super super rugby season, but you know this is a guy with a lot of promise who's clearly well regarded in South Africa and Edinburgh. And I think he's a project player. Yeah, manages to get him over. I think he's he could be really really exciting player. Isn't he like quite a savage individual as well? Wasn't he like has he, he's had quite a lot of disciplinary records? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm no. sure, I'll have we double check, but I'm sure he's done some like quite rogue stuff on the pitch <laughs> in terms of like physical harm. I hope you're not slandering a man. Maybe yeah, not. No. Hopefully not. Um, I suppose another, another big name um, for Scottish rugby watchers is the switch of Henry Pergos coming um, to Edinburgh from Glasgow. There was loads and oh, loads. Um, of Bulls sort of- prop Pierre Schumann gets six weeks Banned for biting an opponent. Oh, I did think it was biting, yeah, but I he, felt that would be too far to say that without yeah, definite proof. So he did. Oh, yeah. I can see it on both your screens now. And so, that was just in April. <laughs> ah. Um, so yeah, he's got a bit of an edge. He's definitely <laughs> got a bit of an edge. Sounds like a cockerel type player, to be honest. Yeah. 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 It'll be uh, interesting to see. Back to Henry Pergos, who I don't think's ever bitten anyone for club nor country. Um, what did you make of his move to Edinburgh? Do you think that's a good bit of business for them? I think it is. I think that we were sort of banging the the drum for Ali Price to go over. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, Ali Price at his best, I think is a better player than Henry Henry Pergos, even though they're very different players. But I think that they needed a class operator at nine. Yeah. Um, the thing is, Pergos probably still will be involved in Scotland at various points. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think he's now the third choice scrum half. But it's good to have, and I think he also, when he came on at the, at the weekend against Bath, he was made captain as well. So once gone, you again, you've got you know a senior player who can sort of take over leadership. Um, so I think he, yeah, it's a good signing. I think so. And what about Luke Hamilton as well? Another Scotland international coming to Edinburgh, pretty much informed by the fact that John Barclay's wrecked his um, Achilles. E- yeah, I imagine they wouldn't have made the signing if John Barclay hadn't ruined himself yeah but even with that i feel like, I feel like it's a relatively needless signing there's just enough in that edinburgh mm. squad with Bradbury, watson people like matter yeah and they Richie. signed another fijian in the back row this um nyalo guy from london irish yeah it seems to have a sort of strengthening an area that maybe doesn't need that exactly especially yeah the, the, there appeared to be potentially i was gonna say second rule 
Because it feels like Gilchrist and Tuis are going to be off with the Scotland squad more mm, regularly now. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So it feels like str- getting in some big operator. Although potentially... Luke, Luke Hamilton could play in second row. But he might be in Scotland as well. So. Um, but no, I think, I'm sure Luke Hamilton will, be, will do a good job. I think I don't think he's ever going to blow up. Yeah. And I think, but I think potentially he'll be out of the Scotland squad for most of the season. Yeah. And uh, looking at the player out column, I mean, it's taught by George Turner, who's obviously been at Glasgow for the last wee while, making a, a name for himself down there. Conor Dupria out, uh, Dunkey Weir out, um, and sort of club stalwarts like Jason Tovey, Sam Hidalgo Klein. Um, and Phil Burley also sort of uh, out of the squad as well as retirees like Al Dickinson um, and John Hardy turning up looks like down in Claremont mm. at the moment. it'll be interesting to want to see whether that was a, uh, a rash decision by Edinburgh to get rid of him on balance with the player in column and the player out column in front of you there Edinburgh a stronger side this season than they were last oh yeah definitely it's, it's a net net gain I think you've got rid of quite a lot of deadwood and you know, the players, I think it's a shame for Hidalgo Klein to have gone, but I still don't think he's sort of, it was so crucial to that team. And I still think you could, they've replaced him well in Henry Pergos. I, um, I also think from a Scotland perspective, maybe a change of scene for, for Sam will be worthwhile. New competition, yeah. new ability to show himself, more game time, hopefully, um, down at the Scarlets as well. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's yeah. just another good opportunity I think it, for yeah. um, it would have been. I think Hardy would have been a very good signing for Glasgow. And it, for a while, when it looked like he was going to slip the net, I was a bit gutted. But once again, you know, going to Claremont, hopefully getting some game time, he's off the wage bill. It seems like a pretty good result. Absolutely fine. It feels, potentially, apart from Hidalgo Klein, in those key positions they've upgraded. Yeah. Hickey for Duncan Ware, like Matt Scott for like Rasalea, on Sacchino for Tovey. I think it's a bit of a shame that it's not one for this season, but the fact that Cal McClellan guy has gone back to Leeds Rhinos, gone back to Rugby League. Yeah. Because it, it seemed as if he was sort of, they put quite a lot of faith in him. Um, he's quite a talented player. And, you know, in a couple of seasons, he looked pretty good in the under-20s. Yeah. He could have done something. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, a, a crucial signing at the moment, but I just well, thought it was a bit of a shame. Wasn't the chat that he just, didn't actually enjoy rugby union as much as he yeah. thought he did. Which is like seeing the flashes of talent. It's just like, imagine if he really liked it. Yeah, I know. He could have been, <laughs> been so good. Yeah. I do remember who, um, was it Joel Tompkins who played for the Sar- for Saracens? And England, yeah. And England. And, England. and, then, and then when he, he went back to Wigan, they were like, why did you move back? And he's like, Saracens hiding cup final doesn't come close to Wigan Leeds. <laughs> and it's like you know what fair play yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough um but yeah and so uh, i think who else has come out people like cochran turner i guess just with four with ford and McAnally there you you've got cherry as well and now, you've got cherry coming and you've through. got cammy fenton yeah it's just probably you've reduced the wage bill of your third and fourth choice players yeah yeah, yeah. Which is a great way, which is a good thing to do. What do we think? Pro 14 Champions Cup. We were chatting about the Champions Cup group yeah. earlier. So let's have a look at their season uh, coming up. The Champions Cup group is their return to the Champions Club. And wow, what a return it is. They've got Vern Cotters, Montpellier, Toulon, and the Newcastle Falcons. That seems like, on paper, they are the 
the the worst team in that group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally, it's it's a very tough group for them to come back into. That is, um, can you see them getting anything from that? No, I would pie off. You pie off. Yeah, focus everything on fourteen for this year. What a return to the playoffs. Maybe one stage further in the playoffs for Edinburgh, and then. Yeah. And then another round of strengthening next summer. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pie it off, but you know what? They're not getting I through. think they can beat all of those teams at home, and they can beat Newcastle away. I think Newcastle aren't going to be very good this year. Yeah. So then you get to that point. I know that's wishful thinking, but I could see them doing okay. Montpellier and Toulon, you know, they're good teams, but then again, they are known to sort of implode, particularly recently in the Champions Cup. Away yep. from home. I think particularly Toulon now aren't as good as they were. No, no. I, I mean, I completely agree with that. I mean, yeah. You see how Toulon I think, go I on think best case scenario, like literally wishful best case scenario, <laughs> is four wins. Yeah, but then you're potentially getting out of your group. I mean, four wins but would be I think amazing. that's like a 1% scenario. I was going to say two wins is Newcastle at home. If you, if you get two wins out of this, you've done well. I think they'll beat Montpellier Newcastle and Toulon at home. I, think, I, I was about. To, I was about to say they're going to be. I, they could beat Toulon at home. You look at how Toulon um, did when they tipped up. I think they beat them in like the last minute, but tipped up at like sale in like the dead of winter, yeah. and they were just like, "I am not. I'm not arsed with this at all." Yeah, I think right. Edinburgh can massively get themselves up. It'll be in the big. It'll be in the big stadium. You might get get fifteen thousand people down to watch uh, Toulon Edinburgh in the Heineken Cup. Like you, it starts to become I, a bit of an event. I can see. I'm I think they could. I don't know if they will, but I think they definitely could. You know, everyone could do something. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> you know, it's it's still punditry at its best. Everybody <laughs> could do something. Thanks very much. <laughs> okay, so you sacked off. Right, we sacked off the Champions Cup Pro 14. Yes. So the, I mean the Pro the Pro 14 uh, recap of last year. They qualified second in their pool. Yep. And then they were not miles away from uh, beating Munster in the in the quarterfinals. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it looks it does look like it's a mixed conference, but you've got it's pretty difficult. You've got Ulster, Scarlets, and Munster as the big teams. Yeah, and then Treviso Dragons and and the Kings as your sort of hopefully bankers. You're hoping boys. Yeah. I think Ulster will be a lot better this year. I think Ulster will be better this year. I mean, it's funny with the Irish teams, though, particularly Munster and Leinster, the way they rotate their squads for Pro 14 and European games. So Leinster in particular. Leinster in particular do that. So it's, it's what Munster turn up. Yeah. But yeah. it's never easy. It is absolutely never easy to go there. It's never easy to go to the Kingspan and play Ulster or down to Parker Scarlets as well. Like, those are hard, hard away yeah. games. But then... But if you look at those all at home... Exactly, I think they're winnable. I think once again they should be aiming for the playoffs. I don't see any reason why yeah. not. It's going to be difficult, but I don't, don't think why not. I don't think Ulster are going to be that good this year. I think they'll be better. I think they'll be better. They were really poor last year. They're, they'll yeah. be better, but they're definitely still a team in transition. I mean, Dan McFarlane, the new head man, literally started work. Yeah, today. today. The the first fixtures in ten days' time. Mm. So I mean, there's there's huge op- uh, They've got huge amounts of work to do. This is a settled Edinburgh squad with a few additions to it. Settled coaching yeah. team. They've been in preseason for a long time, mm. and they are a stronger side. So I would hope that Edinburgh. Yeah, definitely. It would yeah. be a massive failure for Edinburgh if they're not making the the playoffs this year, having made it last mm. year. And uh, you know they they have strengthened that. That there is going to be a bit of a target on the back, just because. Yep. 
you know, the teams like Ulster, who I think probably last year would have underestimated them, won't make that same mistake again. Yeah. So I think they're going to have to adapt their game slightly, and that'll be, you know, both sort of tactically and, and strategically and also just the mental side of things as well. You're sort of no longer that underdog mentality, which I think can often yeah. help. I think Cockrell played in that a lot last year as well. Yeah, definitely. And so... You've I think got he kind of- set expectations quite low and used it as... yeah motivation do you think you then sort of twist it now to say look it's time for us to stop beat the new move we were like underdogs last year now it's we got to be usurping glasgow as I, the best I mean team. that's what cockrell's been talking about yeah. you know when he was talking about pinching henry pergos from down the road he was like i don't care about putting a few people's noses out of joint like particularly yeah. glasgow's and i think he would thrive on that yeah whether you've got the characters in the team who who would you know i think i think increasingly quite a few of the older edinburgh guys like Rambo and people like that I can be like right no this is our time fed up of Glasgow being the ones hogging the headlines it's completely fair as well it's been about six years <laughs> yeah you know yeah. since about that Heineken they fired a shot to be fair <laughs> <laughs> since the Heineken Cup run in 2011 yeah Edinburgh haven't done anything until last year until last year yeah so I think the big challenge is you know they've had their breakthrough season next year they're getting their own home ground they're getting mini Murray Fields there's been huge amounts of um, money and sort of time ploughed into the rebrand yeah. and getting people on yeah. board with the new Edinburgh. Mm. For it to fall flat on the pitch would be, yeah. I mean, firstly, really typical Scottish <laughs> rugby, but secondly, it would be chance. a massive issue for them. Yeah. Um, I think Cockrell must be thinking, we've got to have a big year to maintain that momentum. So how do we think Edinburgh are going to do then? Reality. I think... I'll, I'll go big. I think semi-finals of the Pro 14. Semi-finals. But I don't think they're going to get out of the conference of the, uh, of the um, Heineken Cup. I just, I think it's a step too far. I think they need to have another big year. They need to reinvest again next year yep. and just continue to grow. They're not there yet. I, c- I can see them getting in the playoffs. I don't know about semi. But then, you know, you look back at the Munster game last year, they weren't that far away. I think with no. a bit more belief and a bit more that sort of big match experience, they, they might have been able to nick it. So They have the annoying thing of having the two best teams, probably, Leinster and Scarlets. Yeah. Wait, in, last year's in finalists. The, last year, in their conference. Last year. They don't have them this year. Oh, really? Le- Leinster aren't in, it's Munster and Scarlets. Oh, shit. They're still... Are you looking at last year's thing? <laughs> yeah. All right, very good. I was looking at the wrong computer then. Okay. Have you got another point to make, Alan, having gone down the wrong road there? No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, well, I think that's going to be absolutely helpful then because I think, you're right, I think, they're bet- I think they've got a better game. Leinster, they're just not good enough to beat right now. Mm. Whereas with Munster and getting those regular fixtures, I think they've got a much better chance of getting those top two. So I'm going to go with semi-final, trounced in the Champions Cup. All Fair right. play. And um, over to our fashion correspondent, new kits for the year, Edinburgh. Oh my God, too good. How good? Yeah, it's really nice. They've absolutely nailed it. Yeah. I mean, burnt orange RFC, but they've really, <laughs> they've done a hell of a job there. I mean, they, they've really leveraged the strength of, what was it, the strength of lava? The strength of the historic lava <laughs> of Edinburgh. You can just feel that when you're looking at the kit. I don't think I've ever talked about lava in my life in relation to Edinburgh. I was reading about the new Scotland, the new Scotland kits um, press release today was unbelievable. The, they were talking about uh, how the new badge is made out of jelly rather than being made out of cotton. The press release it was it was oh like a God. it was like a robot had written it. It was it didn't make it didn't sound like a human being. They've got a fully automated press. Yeah, exactly. It's all AI yeah, now. <laughs> it's all machine learning for those kind of things. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll come on to talk preview Glasgow's kits, but wow, spoiler alert, you have lost to Edinburgh really, really badly. <laughs> yeah, and now in comparison to Glasgow's top, Edinburgh just looks so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's a far cry from the old days of the sort of like I multi-flowered, I multi-colored camouflage I missed, stuff. I was on that um, retro rugby um, tops website you sent to me on. There are some of the absolute like early 2000s Edinburgh tops, like the camo tops. The O2 Edinburgh tops, one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> Although I do quite like the red and black Edinburgh with the Edinburgh Evening News as a sponsor. Yeah, it's like yeah, the black yeah, yeah, the red. That's quite nice. Yeah, that yeah. That's yeah. quite a nice one. Um, right, so that is Edinburgh. That is what we think they're going to uh, be up to this year. You can come back and judge us against it in 12 months' time. Um, so, down the M8 to Glasgow Warriors. Um, we caught up today with Glasgow head coach Dave Rennie. Here's what he had to say. This has been your, your first full pre-season with uh, Glasgow. How much of a difference has it made being there sort of throughout the summer and, and how are the boys looking? It's been nice being here with obviously a lot more better players uh, the last 12 months. And we've had a really good pre-season. Um, we can't, so we're, we're in good condition. Um, we've put a lot of emphasis around our skill sets and, um, and our work around our contact and tackle and so on. It just um, needed to be better than it was last year. So it's, it's been good. You know, we've got around the region and Spent a bit of time out of Largs and spent some time up in Perth and Dundee recently. And, um, so, yeah, no, look, we're, we're, in a, we're in a good spot and just going to uh, for back in a lot of the international boys over the coming weeks. Great stuff. And you must have been delighted. 50 points um, put on a fairly strong um, Harlequins team at the weekend up in Perth. What, what did you like uh, most about that showing? Absolutely. Another announcement this week, a decision to announce co-captains in uh, Ryan Wilson and Callum Gibbons. Callum Gibbons, a, a guy that you've worked with for a number of years, what does he bring to that role as a co-captain? additions or wholesale changes to the squad from last year. One of the names you have brought in, um, Nick Frisbee, the Australian international. What what role do you see him playing in the squad and why, why did you pick him as a, as a Glasgow player? He's been great. He's a good man. Um, you know, I've coached against him when he was playing for the Reds. And, uh, he's great with ball and hand. He a to challenge and create space for himself and others. And so he's got a good skill set. And um, he's really slotted really well. Boys, boys really enjoying him and, 
stuff. And obviously one of the, the big talking points in, in Scottish rugby has been um, Finn Russell's move to, to France and obviously the, the, the coming through of great young talent like, like Adam Hastings. How, how big a year do you think it is for, for Adam and, and how much of sort of Glasgow's fortunes do you think are tied to, to his continued development? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Myself and Scottish rugby, uh, you know, uh, away from um, the tag of being you know, Gavin's son. So, um, I can't, it's, it's a big year for him, no doubt. But we've got a lot of competition around that 10 jersey with Peter Horn and Brandon Thompson and also Rory Jackson. So, uh, but look, I, I've, I've been very impressed with as well now I'm sure this is one of the ones that you've had a number of times this morning already but forgive me what are your ambitions uh, for the squad this year obviously looking to go further than the, the semi-finals in, in the Pro 14 last year um, we went to a lot of the footy last year but, but we just like the intensity and accuracy required at the business end of the year so we need to be better there we obviously want to go a couple of steps further there we, we want to perform better in Europe and well, we had a tough pull, we learnt a lot and, and um, you know, there's no easy games in Europe, so, so you know, we've, we've had to make some adjustments to our game and, um, you know, we just want to show a lot more steel with and without the ball. And do you think, that, so this is your start of your second season, do you think that this Glasgow squad is in, is in a stronger position than it was when you picked it up last year? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we bought in 16 new guys last year and... Um, so, you know, really happy with the development. A lot of us are young men who, who have been players than they were 12 months ago, and we've just pulled in a handful of guys to give us a little bit more depth and care. So, um, yeah, no, but we're, we're very happy with our squad. You know, like, like I said, in the weekend, um, the guys that played perform really well, and um, we've got a lot of, a lot of international players to come back in, so it's, it's great competition. That's, that's great stuff. I mean, it's very interesting talking about the young players. Obviously, a lot of the, the fortunes of the uh, the Scottish national team rest on the, you know, the development of these players at, at Edinburgh and Glasgow. You're a man that's brought through a number of players that have gone on to representative honours with New Zealand, no less. I mean, how do you think the SRU sort of um, is working with the clubs and its academy structure to develop that young talent? Do you think it's doing a good job? There's a lot of good young kids coming through, come through a bit quicker over here than maybe they would in some other countries or so. Uh, we need to expose them to 
plug at the free level and, and the fact that we've got a dozen guys who we have to manage at game time. Um, it creates opportunities for others. Obviously, we have a big chunk of guys who will miss games and, and awesome for us and, and during Six Nations. So, um, yeah, I think it has real positives. You know, you saw the emergence of Adam Hastings and George Horn and Matt Ferguson and so on. And, um, so those young men got a, got a number of opportunities last year and, and now have already played for their country. So, um, you know, I'd expect to see a few more of those guys filtering through. That's brilliant, Dave. Well, I'll let you go off to your next um, spate of interviews. Thanks very much for, for taking the time to speak to us. No worries. Great to hear from the, the main man. He doesn't get out and about much on the podcast, so it's good to tie him down to the thistle. It's ideal. Great once again. Another big name for the pod. We are doing it. Shall we get into a little bit of the detail of Glasgow's summer looking at players in and our biggest headline, surely Australian international Nick Frisbee coming in from the Reds. Alan, what did you make of that signing? Um, I think it's good. I think it's really good, actually. I think you've got someone who is going to be there to cover internationals. Yeah. Because I think Hastings is probably going to be a, a fixture in at least some of the Scotland games this year. So you're seeing Frisbee as 10 cover as well? I'm seeing Frisbee as 10 cover during the international period as well. Yeah, I think that's okay. definitely something in, in the yeah, minds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they, uh, when they announced him within like, the press release and all the interviews and things like that, it was always referenced, you know, he can cover 10. So it felt he's not, to me he's not like played a, a lot of rugby at 10, though. I've never no, seen him play. He hasn't. Um, but at least he does give you that option, which yeah. I think is the reason they haven't signed another 10 this year. Because mm. essentially, you've only got Hastings, Horn, and then Brandon Thompson, to be fair, who did I think start. he's seen Jackson as well. And Jacko as well. And They've got lots well. of part timers. Yeah, yeah, which is probably okay. Hastings is your only well, actual 10. It's okay if Hastings doesn't you know, break his leg in the first game of the season. I think Horn could play a whole season at 10. And I think he'd be better for it. I don't think you're winning a big game with Horn at 10. Possibly not. But I think he's, he'd be good pro 14 games, week in, yeah, week out. Exactly. But wh- where do we see, on, on Frisbee though, where do you see him, assuming he's covering 10, where do you see him sitting in that, um, that line-up for scrum half at Glasgow? I always think second. I think he's probably second at the moment. George Horn, number one? Yeah. yeah. He's, surely he's got to be. And then again, the thing about Frisbee is he can cover 9-10, and he's said in an interview 15 as well. Oh, really? So he at least that was like when they said Nico Matawali could cover fifteen there. He could surely not. Matawali could easy cover fifteen. Oh God, would you trust him there? I don't trust him anywhere, but <laughs> <laughs> he can cover it. So yeah, no, I know. I think at the moment Ali Price is running in third behind Nick Frisbee. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I feel quite bad about it. I know. Me too. He seems like a good guy. I know. Price. Did you read that article this week when saying he came back from the Scotland camp and Dave Rennie said to him like, "Why so fat, mate?" Yeah. Yeah, really strange. Quite Shan. Do you think he was just... Do you think they're just on the pints? I don't really know. I doubt it. He's in the Scotland training camp, but... but I guess I don't... Maybe. I imagine you don't do that much, like, fitness training. Loads, know, of, coffee, coffee, main, loads of coffee main, with the boys. A lot of coffee. Big sort of high-calorie lattes the whole time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. That's why I'm, so latte. That's why I'm so <laughs> overweight. So. The, the one thing about the signings is... Was it at one point Dave Rennie said they had eight signings coming in? Was it eight? I made up that number. I think he said he had like seven. It was more seven or eight. I can't remember. 
Yeah. Well, and he he's within that he included George Turner and DTH van der Merwe. Yeah. Which you know, there's not really much room for anyone else. I, or, I mean, I don't. I, I think. Is there? Do you think that's done? it? Do you think that's it? It's a bit disappointing business, then I'd say overall. I thought there was going to be one or two big ki- names. Kiwis, not even big names, but just a Callum like, Gibbons or something like a Callum Gibbons that Dave Rennie had lined up post Super Rugby mm. that would be announced. That potentially might even come over post the uh, the Mitre Ten. Yeah, but kind of looks. You know what? With the people they were starting at the weekend with like Paddy Kelly, Saf McDowell, maybe they just Bruce Flockhart. Maybe they just think it's time to give these guys a step up. I again, I'm worried. Yeah, that there's just not enough experience and depth across that team. Maybe he's banking on um, you look at players that had big injury ravaged seasons last year. Like um, what's Hugh Jones's big mate called? Ollie Kebble. Kebble. Ollie Kebble. Yeah, Kebble. Ollie Kebble barely played any rugby last year because he got maybe even the so nuke because didn't the nuke come over? He didn't do a preseason. I don't think the nuke came. Oh God, he looked terrible. <laughs> I don't think the nuke's ever done a preseason. But he came over. But he could. You know, he's got a lot more to offer. Maybe I think. they're. Maybe he's thinking those are like new signings because they've now got a full preseason under their belts. Yeah. And also, I guess we forget that Dave Rennie didn't do preseason with Glasgow next year. Last yeah, that's year. that. Could he was be a doing Skype one. interviews with people. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So I mean, right. maybe it does. Maybe there's a feeling that. It, with those guys coming in and coming through, mm. that it is like a, a bit of a different squad. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think Ollie Kebble, Big Brian was based out for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Last year, uh, Adam Ash has really not had a run of games no, for he's not a couple of years. Playing. So well, I that's think, that's a weak position as well. At number eight. Well, we banged on about it, and we banged on about it. <laughs> we got David. We, we got David Tamalo. Big hard running number eight. David Tamalo. Yeah, tested at the highest level of American rugby. I don't even think he got in the Major League Rugby's like team of the season. And there's only six mm. teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see, oh, you know. No. Maybe he's amazing. Maybe. May- I mean, maybe. Possibly. I've, I, I don't expect that he is. I'm, but... I'm putting my hand around and I think he's going to be flop of the season. Oh, is no. I think he's going to be, be Vanessa part two. I don't think anyone can be as bad as Vinita, but he could be up there. What do you think Tamalu's going to be like in like <laughs> Prem Rugby? Oh, just God. getting shifted down to like Melrose. He's just like, what, what has it. happened? Hating it. <laughs> He's in Narbonne. He's yeah. inside the France. And I then look, what happened with him in Newcastle? He's, he's never showed up. He never showed up. He signed and then never showed up. So okay. at least he's, I think he showed up. No, he has showed he up. He has showed up. They've seen okay. him. They've well, shown him at Glasgow Airport. You know, so that's he's already exceeding our expectations. <laughs> so it'll be an, he's an interesting one to watch. I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just looking at, that... at. I'm just looking at the players out, and obviously Finn's the big one. You think that's the major miss, but then you have got a lot of kind of like Glasgow stalwarts who are gone, yeah. like Pat MacArthur, even Richie Vernon. Obviously, was injured a lot of last season. Henry Pergos, Sarto, like guys. I think who are actually like really important. Yeah, They're both on and off the pitch. It's got a lot of experience there and a lot of kind of like you know Glasgow club men gone. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is, it's going to be a bit of a worry. It's going to be interesting to see, but it seems that Callum Gibbons has really come in and be he's really buying into the whole Glasgow culture. He's been named as one of the co-captains. Yeah, this year alongside Ryan Wilson. Although in his interview, it was quite funny. He seemed to think that he was playing the junior role within that. Gibbons was. That Gibbons was, yeah. he, he volunteered that he was the junior of that partnership. Yeah. Okay. In that when Ryan Wilson is there, he is Glasgow captain. 
got you. And then and it makes sense. It makes complete sense. Then Gibbons sense. is captain when the he's away with Scotland because Ryan Wilson will be with Scotland. Let's I think just... they're literally like best mates as well. Yeah, they went on a massive fishing trip over the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. went to a festival. It's quite nice, doesn't it? It looked really fun. They both look actually like quite nice guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, that back row is still like a. It felt like an area that maybe needed um, serious reinforcements. Well, having seen them come unstuck against yeah. big attritional games like Exeter, like Leinster last year, and just not being able to find that you know so, gain line. There's about five or six gla- young Glasgow players that I think really need to take a step up this season. So obviously, Xander Ferguson mm. yeah. kind of stalled. Yeah. Yeah. Was he, he, had, he had injury problems last year as well. Yeah. I think you're right, though. Um, Jamie Batty kind of had this great start and then kind of leveled off quite a lot. Do you remember his carry against Australia? <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, and then you've got people like... Even and and putting Johnny Gray into this bucket as well. Mm. In terms of obviously he's performing at a high level, but he has stalled his career. He needs to make a step up as well, though, because he hasn't improved his club play in two years. Yeah, or isn't has he improved his international? He's been doing the same thing for two years. Yeah, he's been consistent, making loads and loads of tackles and working like a dog. But he doesn't have that ball carrying element to his game. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think whilst obviously he's you know still pretty young. I think Matt Ferguson yeah, needs to continue. I, yeah. continue I, w- I want them to put him at eight and say you will be our number eight for the season. I've said this before. What? So you'd have Gibbons and Wilson on either side of him? Uh, yeah, I can't think who else you'd really have. Ash is probably the only Ash, maybe in the Ash. conversation. as your Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah, actually, I quite like Matt Smith. I quite like Matt Smith as well. He's a decent player. Gibbons and Wilson are going to start. It's just who partners them. Yeah, yeah. I say you're right, which will be interesting to see. So, like we did with Edinburgh earlier on in the pod, you're looking at the bit players in, players out. Are Glasgow in a better position than they were at the start of last season? I think there's slight net loss, a slight because of Finn. In fact, it's not even slight. They they they're worse. They're worse off. I think they lost lost Finn, who's arguably their most important player, and they've lost quite a lot of experience. And I think they've made a couple of quite good signings, but nothing that really sort of blows you away. I mean, there is, there does seem to be an awful lot of it. The, their season is riding on the, you know, improvement and continued improvement of Adam Hastings. Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. No, I, from what we've seen, he has, he had a good summer tour with Scotland mm-hmm. or a decent summer tour with Scotland. Yeah, he was good. He set up that, a nice try from, in the highlights that I've seen from the game up in Perth at the weekend with a, Sort of really badly connected. Yeah, by all accounts, he had a, he had a really good game overall. And maybe he is the sort of player that if you give him and you say, "Listen, you're going to start at ten this season, and we're going to one hundred percent back you with that talent." With a guy like Dave Rennie, who's been you know worked with players like Aaron Cruden and brought them through. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a pretty good testing ground for for that lad. Yeah, um, Finn's obviously still going to be there for Scotland, so he's probably not going to be he'll be away with Scotland, but not playing week in week out. So he's going to get a huge run of games you'd back. Mm. So this is really the sort of the making of Adam Adam Hastings this season. And it seems that to me that Glasgow's fortunes are linked pretty closely to that. Absolutely. Good analysis, mate. Thanks, mate. About time I got some out of the back. An interesting thing, uh, Hogg and Seymour in the last year of the contract. Interesting. Post-World Cup. Hogg's got to be gone. I think, the they're, bo- I think they're both gone post-World Cup. Hoggy's got to be going for a payday in France and probably a well-deserved one as well. Yes, I wow. think Hogg's 100% going. 
I I would I could see Seymour leaving as well. Yeah, going to, going to France, <laughs> making the most of he's at the tail end. Yeah, or approaching tail end. Um, well, that's looking a bit too far ahead for my liking. But, but it's their final season, and they're probably two, of the th- probably the two most, two of the three most senior players in that team mm. with Ryan Wilson in yep. terms yep. of number of caps yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and maybe gray level of performance. Yep. Assuming that Stuart Hogg stays at the same level of performance, there is absolutely no way that the SRU can or should pay over a million pounds for him, which would probably be his market rate. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be at There's that level. absolutely no way that the SRU can justify paying a million pounds for one player. How many Guinnesses is Hog drinking? <laughs> <laughs> like it's it'll be sad to see him go, but you know no, that, yeah. yeah. There's we've got to focus that money better than one yeah, player yeah. at a million pounds. Um let's have a look at the Champions Cup. Um Glasgow's group. I'm going Saracens, to slow Oh no, you've got it up in front of you. Well Leon. No, this is off the top of my head. And Cardiff? Saracens, Leon, and Cardiff. Yeah, I think you're right. Can we get some verica- verification of that <laughs> from but first, first game of the season, Saracens, Saracens yeah. at home. That's massive, isn't that it? That is so big. And also, yeah, and then obviously, if they're still in the running, last game, Saracens away. Early January, yeah. But we went to the last time Saracens away, and it was... It was disappointing. It, it was. <laughs> it was real bad. We got swept up in that, didn't we? I mean, yeah, I think... Glasgow can get through the Pro 14 with like their second string. As they did last year. As they did last year. year. But I think even going back to the point around people like Hogg and Seymour and even Wilson, like they all know that they've not got much longer left at Warriors, I don't think. And this will be one of their best of a chances with quite a good group. I appreciate Saracens are potentially the best. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the second best team in Europe. But there is four wins there. Yeah, to be yeah, yeah, definitely. And and even Sar- Saracens had a pretty slow start to the season last exactly. year. Look, Cardiff, you know. you've got to be beating home and away. Yeah, yeah. Like, they should be beating Cardiff home and away. I don't, Leon, I don't know enough probably, about Leon. I don't know a huge amount about them, but let's just assume they're a classic French team. I only really know Carl Ferns and Liam Gill are in their back row. That's all I can offer. Well, you. That's fine. They're pretty they'll, decent players. They've got quite a lot of money. They've signed some like, like freaks yeah. in the season. For the sake of argument, let's say they perform like a French team and we'll beat them at Scotston and we will probably lose to them away. They sound like Charlie Natai and Nakatithi. And then, you know, then it comes down to Saracens. Can can you beat Saracens at Allianz Park? Nope. Possibly not. But no. if you look at the number that Glasgow did on Exeter last year at Scotston, can Glasgow beat Saracens at Scotston? Yes. Yes. You have to play that you'd have to play that way. You'd have to play that expansive, you know. Yeah, yeah. You'd all have to, you all would, action. You would have to go for it. Game. I think they've got a good chance. Give me a good, give me a prediction for the Champions Cup then, Matt, for Glasgow. Um I think they'll do the same as they did when what was it, two seasons ago, three seasons ago? Two seasons. Um they'll get a runners up spot. Runners up spot for the last eight. Yeah, but They'll probably have to go back to Saracens. <laughs> yeah. Something, yeah. Like, something like that or, you know, Claremont away. And yeah, they'll be- go against one of the... But even that, you know, it's... It's, that's not a, it's not as if that's like a foregone conclusion. That'll be tough to get. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Alan? I think... Biggs. I think Adam Hastings is going to kill it. Is this it? This the, is the breakthrough. The return of the Hastings. I think runner... I think you're right. Runners up, knocks out in the quarterfinals and then they'll win the Pro 14 at Celtic Park. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome that. I'm si- oh, I am signing up how for that. good is the I'm Warriors that would be unbelievable oh, that would be unreal I'm signing up for that journey I think that, that is a little bit additional motivation for them as well oh, and tickets, tickets go on sale tomorrow yeah 
Uh, today. Or was it today? Pre-sale today, yeah. So, got to go on that. Got to no, go yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, definitely. Okay, interesting. If Glasgow are going to win it as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guarantee mean, you've, you've already made your prediction for the, uh, for the Pro 14. Matt, do you, looking at that, Conference A, Cardiff Blues, Cheetahs, Connacht, Glasgow, Leinster, Ospreys, and Zebra. Glasgow, best team in that, second best team in that after Leinster. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think that all the other teams are kind of, ah, uh, Cardiff are a lot better than they were at the start of last year. I think Cheetahs away is always quite difficult. Connacht is stuffy. I don't Osprey's are signed quite well in the season. Yeah, Osprey's boys. Like it's just none of those games apart from Leinster. You're thinking like Glasgow would go in there without a chance, without a, a pretty good shot. So I think it's a far easier group than Edinburgh. Yeah, and as we've mentioned before, you know Leinster are the sort of the kings of the squad rotation. So I think it mm. depends when do Glasgow play Leinster. Is it two yeah. weeks before a big Champions Cup weekend? But I don't. I the shags. You know, I think that particularly last season when, you know, Glasgow went in that sort of 10-match winning streak. Yeah. That if Glasgow can just maybe rotate a bit better and then actually get some sort of, like, peak, yeah. like Leinster and Munster do really well towards the playoffs, because I think they definitely will get into the playoffs. I just, yeah. I'd like to see that. For some reason last year, it felt actually when Hogg and Seymour and your big game players were coming into those matches, they actually weren't bringing that improving the performance at all they weren't yeah unlike where leinster when when sexton yeah and those boys come in it just lifts everything yeah mm. it actually felt that they weren't it was people like horn and jackson who were st- still standing out as the best players yeah you're right you're right that's gonna be an interesting one to see i think they're gonna win conference a and then win the whole thing it's coming home. I, they're not going to win the whole thing. It's coming it's home. Com- it's coming home. <laughs> I think Hastings could be really good, but I think he's good with a pack that's going forward. And I think that, like any 10, and I just think that when you come up against you know, Leinster, Munster, Scarlets, Glasgow, don't have the pack and haven't yeah. reinforced the pack enough. And that was one of the big problems you know, for the last two years. Yeah. I just think that, that'll be the downfall. They come up against the sort of tighter, bigger team. I'm trying to think, what is your starting Glasgow pack? I can't think right now. You can't think right now. Well, Kebble, Brown, Kebble, Fraser Brown, Fagerson, Gray, John, Johnny Gray, and Gray, Cummings. Cummings or Swinson's injured. Yeah. And then Wilson, Gibbons, Ferguson slash Ash. Or Smith. I mean, George, George Horn, Hastings. The thing is, Alex is, Dunbar, Jones, Seymour, Jones, Seymour, Jones Hoggy. again, Hoggy. Going back to though, I think you're right. I think no DTH instead of DTH uh, or Jones. Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. If Cable's if Cable stays fit, that could be the. I mean, I know it's like a new. Sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. If he can sort of that scrum and just be a big boy carrying be some a yeah. big boy carrying some <laughs> big ball and yeah, just no, take I, a point. I completely agree. Could be a huge, huge change for Glasgow. I I only watched the highlights of Glasgow versus Harlequins and. They got one penalty from a scrum, so that's all Ollie Kebble, in my mind. Yeah, that's all yeah, you need. That's, that's, all, that's the, all the evidence I need that Ollie Kebble is going to have an absolutely massive year. <laughs> um, right, I feel that like we've covered golf Glasgow pretty well there. Yes. No, I think we're good. I think we've done a quiz on. Do you want to do a quiz? Do you want to do how, how long is it? Uh, it's, it's, shall I just do two quick quiz questions and I'll save the Let's rest. Let's just do two. We are yeah, back. Yeah. People, yeah, yeah, people yeah. turn out for the quiz. Let's go for the okay, quiz. two Come quick on quiz questions. Right. Question number one. Dave Rennie represented a country at rugby. 
but in a non-capped match. In a non-capped match. Who? What was that country? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. You can chuck out a guess if you want. One guess each. So the Cook Islands. Boom! Cook oh. Islands. <laughs> what? One cap for the Cook Papua Islands. Is it Japan or the Cook Islands? Oh, yeah, Papua New Guinea is up there. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well done. And oh, I've got one other question. Go on, then. And you might know this already. What stadium in France has a stand named after Murrayfield? Uh, named after Murrayfield? Named after Murrayfield? Yeah. Why? Presumably called Murrayfield. Well, the stand is called Murrayfield. Really? There's also, I think, a stand called Twickenham. I've absolutely... Um... Who's got that link to the UK? Stade Francais. No idea. Any idea? No. Altrad Stadium Montpellier. Really? Ah, when I was looking at why? Tickets, I have absolutely no idea. But when I was looking at tickets so on the Montpellier website today uh, for the game, it was like Murrayfield Stand. <laughs> why? And then I had a wee look. And yeah, it's, I think all the stands are named after world stadiums. Ah. Well, it oh. picks an absolute belt. Is it not it called Murray. BT Murrayfield? No, no. Nah. <laughs> BT need to get onto that. <laughs> yeah, no, losing a lot they of didn't revs. Sign up for that. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Amazing. H- Hanny takes good. first win of the season. Ah, Sebastos. Um, <laughs> it's great to be back. Um, that is our back. Pro 14 review show. Um, we are, unfortunately, so this is two weeks ahead of the start of the Pro 14. Next week, We've got our interview with Don Mackay coming out. So tune in for that. Um, we'll put it out on Tuesday morning. Um, our chat with the Chief Operating Officer of Scottish Rugby. Um, so make sure you tune into that. And we will be back after the first round of matches and for the rest of the season. It is great to be back and we will speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.